Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. What were you saying there, JC? Oh, before we went on or just now? No, 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 just now. Oh, so I'm kind of low. Hot hot mic. So JC's channeling his inner 70s slash 80s. And I'm channeling my inner superhero today, was, which JC must have picked up on. A baby in the 80s, whatever. A kid, whatever. You were a baby in the 70s. You were not a baby I, I in meant, the I 80s. Meant 70s. Okay, thank what, you. you know, thank I had, you. I had a headache. I, can't I know talk. I robbed the cradle, but it wasn't like that. I'm sorry, I meant to say. <laughs> Everybody, uh, JC is younger than me, so uh, I, I, I did rob the cradle. Care of her, that's all. Um. I'm channeling my inner superhero, and uh, apparently JC picked up on it because I asked him to make me some some water, and he, he brought me my Wonder Woman mug. So I have a conflict. Okay, here we go. Here's the 13-year-old battle. In a battle between Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, who wins? Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh, you, you mean the female? You mean the real Captain the, Marvel or the chick? No, no, no. Chick? The, the chick Captain Marvel. Whatever. <laughs> not even isn't captain marvel supposed to be a chick oh we're all being all sexist a female person isn't she a female person in the comics so the marvel marvel stole captain marvel from dc so. oh oh so dc oh, but made you're wearing the yeah marvel i guess see I'm, I'm channeling my inner superhero today i was uh i was sort of i'm my own superhero kicked in the motivational face today when uh, my hard drive crashed, my external hard drive decided to crash. I was out in the rain and I have water on my forehead. And so I decided to channel my inner superhero and not give enemy the enemy the, the victory and the glory over it. And so I'm here. I am woman, hear me roar. And I will not be defeated. Can you hear the crunch? I'm... I don't know, probably. Um, yes, this is dihydrogen monoxide. With a little bit of lime and honey. Honey, honey, honey. You know, you know, dihydrogen monoxide kills more people every year than yes. Like, I mean, like unbelievable amounts of people. So we should, yes. we we really need to start a movement to outlaw outlaw dihydrogen, dihydrogen monoxide. monoxide. That yeah. would be great. It's um, a killer. It's I'm actually drinking dihydrogen monoxide straight. I mean, just straight up dihydrogen monoxide. If you breathe just a tiny amount. Yes. Of dihydrogen monoxide. Hey, Val, thank you so much for the bread. We are going to be loaded for carb with carbs for the next 20 years if Val has something to do with it. Three more loaves of bread, this time sourdough bread. So uh, Val is taking care of us all the way from Colorado, and I am so thankful for that. This is not a Wonder Woman shirt. This is a Captain Marvel shirt. Yeah, but that's the right answer, Richard. Neither one would win because neither exists. See, that's uh, my kind of answer. See, whatever. In the hi- hypothetical so what's superhero battle. Uh, uh, so what's happening today? Well, Liberty is rising today, JC, and I wanted to show everybody what I'm seeing in Liberty Rising today. This is really, really awesome, and I want everybody to to have a vision of what happened this morning in 
in Michigan. And what's interesting, JC, is this Michigan rally is now spreading like wildfire all across America. Wow. And so I'm going to come over here, Lord willing, and, and show you guys what, see what I did, JC? I kept us up here in the corner. I made a little screen and everything. I even have sound. Here we go. Oh, what is this? Oh, right here's the sound. Sorry. There we go. See what's happening. We're Americans. We're not going to take it no more. They tell me that there were thousands of vehicles all around Lansing, Michigan. They locked down the capital city. Absolutely locked down the capital city. JC, you're going to have to figure out your dinner time. Right <laughs> you know, JC's the one that's always trying to tell me, Chrisanne, you need to be more professional. You need to look professional. You need to do this and be professional. And here he is crunching on, on <laughs> cucumbers. The zombie apocalypse. Like, yeah. You're in quarantine. And sometimes you got to just kick back. Kick back. So I just, I want you guys to see this because this, uh, and, and here's the thing that I want to highlight to you guys. This rally was put together in a matter of days. Okay. Usually something of this size takes months of planning and internet campaigns and, and Eventbrite and all this other stuff. And so now... You have the people who have, what does that saying always say? It's always somebody else's fight until you get punched in the face. The people realizing the government's punching them in the face, beating them to death. <laughs> and uh, what does that say? Shut up, half-wit Mel. Oh, yeah. They, the governor. The governor, yeah. They don't like the governor there very much. Uh, she is a, well, you know, they, they let a liberal governor get elected. Mm -hmm. Well, they let Detroit pick their governor, yeah. right? And so now the rest of the state is, is suffering because the people did not do their public duty. You know what's interesting, JC, when I'm, t I'm teaching the River University class this uh, term, and we're talking about the different kinds of government, and just to sort of, you know, we're a teach show and not a talk show, so let me give you a little teach section. Our constitutional republic is neither a national government nor a federal government. Okay. Our constitutional republic is a combination of both because a national government is a government where the people control government and a federal government is a government of confederation of the states. And so in Federalist 39, James Madison okay. so art, uh, so sorry, so well articulated the fact that we're a blend of each. Mm -hmm. And he says that our republic will fail when, number one, the representatives fail in their duty, or, number two, the people fail in their duty, because we are a blend of national and federal government. And so when you you really get into what our founders wanted us to see and wanted us to know, uh, you understand the difference between how we use those terms national and federal today. So then here's the people bringing pressure on the state. Here is the people fulfilling their role in a, cons in a proper constitutional republic. In a proper constitutional republic, the states are a check and balance on federal power, and the people are a check and balance on all power. 
And so now there's going to be a rally in Indiana. There's going to be a rally in Oregon. We've got a rally about to happen in Kentucky. I've got people sending me these notices and, and asking me to broadcast them and notice them. And so I, I don't, I've, I'm failing in getting all these pictures together to put up here. So I just want you to know, look in your state. Look in your social media. There is going to be a rally in your state in the next seven days. If there's not going to be a rally in your state in the next seven start days, one. start one. So they, in Michigan, they had the whole, the whole capital was surrounded. surrounded. They were like three, three cars three deep. Three cars wide. People with signs and bullhorns all the way around. It's called Operation Gridlock. That's another way to find your rally because people are using the hashtag Operation Gridlock. And I just want to tell you that we have attorneys, national firms, that are set up, ready to go, pen and paper and computer in hand to defend anybody that is cited or harassed or taken into custody in any of these gridlock rallies. They have committed. If you are arrested, if you are taken into custody because of a protest, we will represent you. And that was the state capital? That Lansing building? is the state capital of Michigan, yes. So they So Detroit the is building. not the capital of Michigan. Lansing is the capital of Michigan. And Tallahassee is happening in a few days, right? Tallahassee, I have that one up here. I do have that one. This is um, Operation, there it is. Operation Gridlock, Florida, Saturday, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, show up in Tallahassee at the state capitol. The motto is, he's driving us out of business, so we're driving to Tallahassee. <laughs> is that not awesome? You know I, those. I was going to say, I know those hosts. You know those hosts, they're, don't you? Pretty, at least one <laughs> of them is pretty clever. They're actually they're both pretty clever. Both very clever. Words. We're, we're, wordsy women. We have wordsy women. We have gutsy women who are doing this. These are the, hey, these are the Penelope Barkers of today. As These you, are the women showed, who are our, our, yes. You showed the picture, the lady with the sign yes. and the pitchfork. One of the very first heavy. protesters out there that we showed here on the show. This was before, in Michigan, before anybody was talking about protests. Uh, Debbie Gano was standing on the street corner in her hometown with a pitchfork and a flag and a sign. She's not one to mess with. You don't mess with her. She's, she's neither a... Stephanie. No, no, no. Neither one of them. Um, Debbie is a former colonel for the U.S. Air Force. And Stephanie should just should just punch you in the face and kick your butt. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just the bottom line there. I'm not messing yeah. with, any, with either of those ladies. So, uh, JC, look at all of this. I've been really trying to comment on, on our chat room here. We have Michigan here. Uh, we have Indiana present. We have uh, Hillsborough County. Oh, yeah. Yeah? We have uh, who, look, several from Michigan today here. Uh, who else do we have, JC? Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole. All over the country. We had people from Germany the other day. Yeah. Um, there's some Michigan. You guys, Michigan. Look at all these Michigan New people. Mexico. New Mexico. There was a Denmark Pennsylvania. Or something. Um, Pennsylvania's in the house. Yeah. Indiana's that, in the house. Is that high or Hawaii? <laughs> Hawaii. No, that's probably high. Hi. Hi, everybody. Not Hawaii, everybody. Uh, hey, uh, Thor, 
Tell us about Indiana's rally in the chat room, and we will mention it for you. So everybody, we're trying to get these rallies out here. Uh, Sacramento Bee just ran a story that the police are going to arrest non-essential travel ban breakers. I want to see that. See, this is the thing that I... If, if you are arrested for a non-essential travel ban violation, it's because you want to be arrested. Here's the thing. These travel, these non-essential activities are so numerous. Just take the copy of the order with you and say, um, okay, I'm traveling here, right? If they follow you, go there. If they don't, go wherever you want. We got Nevada in the house and Georgia in the house and West Tennessee and, and Denver and Missouri. Woo-woo, Susan Clark from Missouri. That's my old stomping ground, JC. Marietta, that's around my neck of the woods. Marietta, Connecticut? No, Georgia. No, I know we have Connecticut <laughs> in the house, too. I know Marietta's not in Connecticut, dear. Ah, uh, Central Valley, California? What would be Central Valley, JC? Some hardcore patriots up there. No, man. Uh, out there in... Central in Valley. The... Is that Sacramento, Central Valley? Uh, would that be part of Central Valley? Maryland in the house. I don't know. I, you're the geo. Okay, let me just confess to you all. Chrisanne <laughs> is geographically challenged. And the only reason I have a working layout of the United States is because I've been traveling for the last 10 years. Other than that, I thought the Everglades were like a mountain range. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a smart person. Just never really turned. John Osgood with the super chat. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. John said he's, uh, he's one of Central Valley. He's back behind. He said he's back, back in the uh, 18 wheeler again. So oh, nice. Well, thank you all our truckers who are coming in and helping us. Stockton. Yep, yep. So here's. Here's the Attention Florida Patriots, Saturday, April 18th, 2 p.m., State Capitol Tallahassee March protest rally. Bring your flags and signs in this statewide rally. So there you have that thing going on. I also wanted to, you know, J.C., Chrisanne is not for calling out names of people, but some of this stuff is absolutely ridiculous. I want to I want to show you this, okay? We have uh, the rally police. What do you mean? You're not calling? You mean certain people? Or certain what, what people, do you mean? like people who are not government. I got you. Okay. All right. So people who are not government. You kind of hesitate. I hesitate calling out names on people who are not government, but mm -hmm. we're going to get into that in a minute. This I'm calling out names on. So here we have the Raleigh De Police Department and the Wake County District Attorney saying that protesting... Oops, sorry. Oh, I hate this. All right, so back here. This won't go big. Protesting is not... is a not... is a non-essential activity is what, what this says right here. Protesting is a non-essential activity. The Raleigh to Police Department. And then the Wake County DA, who's, in, who's the prosecutor over the Raleigh Police Department, puts out this ridiculous public information, this PSA, based on the fact that the Raleigh Police Department tweeted out that protesting is a non-essential activity. And they're... Their basic explanation, the Wake County DA is, 
We just have to follow orders. See, this is what happens when you don't teach the Constitution to these people who carry guns and wear badges. They don't want to know. Well, they don't have to know. If they wanted to know, they would. You're right, but they don't have to know. And now you have this tyranny. That's why I've put this phone number up here. This is the police chief, Cassandra Deck Brown, in Raleigh, North Carolina, and the DA is Lauren Freeman, and there's their phone numbers. We need to be on these people like white on rice. Because this is just, this is ridiculous. I don't care. I'm already misogynist because both of these people are women. I need a massage. So, look, you know why this is up here? They actually, the Raleigh Police Department arrested a woman at one of the protests in Raleigh, North Carolina... The people got mad and started calling the Raleigh Police Department because the pictures and the videos of her getting arrested were everywhere because she would not cease and desist her peaceful protesting. Mm -hmm. And so then the Raleigh Police Department comes back and says, uh, oh, well, uh, we, are, we, we want you to be informed that protest is not a, uh, a non-essential thing. So I'm, I'm guessing at this point in America, there's a large number of people who believe that the Bill of Rights is a non-essential thing. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? We're the same. Ah, Nathaniel wants a Chris Ann Hall mask. Me too. See, JC? Who, who is, what is a TL? I was on your TL. TL. And the trolls are so stupid. Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Maybe. Twitter. Is that what TL is? Twitter? Maybe. Yeah, the, tr the, trolls, the trolls identify themselves. The trolls let us know who they are. But you don't fight with a lot of trolls. You got the Liberty First Brigade kind of goes after them. Absolutely, on you do. You absolutely <laughs> go after them on my behalf. Uh, I, my role is to really be somebody that tries to educate. I want to be an hey, educator. Giovanni. I know. I'm about to talk about Giovanni. L let's let's pop over here and show this one. Oh no, this is out of order. See, I have a whole plan today, JC. Follow it. I I've got a whole plan, and trust I'm trying to find trust the plan. Trust the plan. Oh, here's a rally. Let's see if I can get this one to come up. Nope. There we go. This is a rally in Orlando, Florida, that somebody sent me a picture for. Friday, April 17th, 3 to 5.30 p.m. This one is to attend an Orange County Administration Center, uh, an Orange County Administration meeting. Let your voice be heard during Friday's press conference. By the way, if you're going to that, why don't you take pictures and videos of the press conference and show us how nobody in the press is actually abiding by the social distancing. I don't know why I have this fork. I'm not using it. You're not using your so, fork. So it sounds like the uprising has is starting. Yes, it's the uprising up. is starting. This is popping up all over the place. It is. You know, I'm wondering if the twit... twit oh, there it is. Okay. So I got into this Twitter discussion with John Stemberger. And let me just pull this one up here, because John Stenberger puts up a post 
about how churches and nonprofits who want to use government money is showing them how to mo use their government money. And so you know how I am about separation of church and state and mingling with that. I tweeted to him, churches ought to have a problem taking money from Caesar for what belongs to God. You ought to be informing them of all the strings and infringements that come with Caesar's money instead of the encouraging them to go into bondage. Now, Mr. Stemberger wasn't really very happy about that. Can you imagine? I don't think it was too unkind. Was it too unkind? Mm -hmm. And so then, but it was informational, right? Yeah. Right. So then Mr. Stemberger comes back with his response tweet. The government doesn't own any money and can't create wealth. They only have our taxpayers' money, which they are now giving back. Can I just pause there for a second? Because you guys know how stupid that statement is. Thank you, They only have our taxpayers' money, which they are now giving back. How many millions of things can you tell me are wrong with that statement? Giving it back. Churches, and, and here's the even dumber one. Churches use roads and police paid uh, for by taxpayers. There's no difference. He goes on to say, then, after carefully studying it, there are no strings attached. Um, no, Mr. Stemberger, you are completely and totally wrong with every single statement except the very first one. Except, you know what somebody put forward, J.C.? That maybe, and I'll ask you because you're my finance guy, right? Um, can can you consider quantitative easing and printing of money, government creating wealth? Yeah, in, in in a way. I mean, when they create the currency, and then you know who they basically give it out to, right? Acquires wealth. They the they currency. pick and choose the winners and the losers. Not necessarily creating wealth, but. Well, but I think when you monopolize a company, when you create private, when you create public-private partnerships, which are the government's monopoly, uh, creating a monopoly in private industry. Yeah, right? no, through the that is creating wealth. Sure, through through the central banking system, they, right? They enable the globalists, right? You know, to to um, monopolize the wealth. So, Mr. Stenberger is absolutely wrong On in the back to the peasant. Every single thing that he says. First off, I have carefully studied this COVID church, COVID church aid from the federal government. And what we need to understand here is the idea that the federal government can give away money without strings. If the federal government can give away money without strings, then they can unregulate the distribution of money, and then there is no check and balance on it. There's no control of it whatsoever. Because it's technically our money, they have to make sure that it's being spent properly. So when you carefully study, as Mr. Stenberger assumes that I haven't, this this federal bailout of churches, what you find is that this money given to the churches gives the federal government the unfettered authority to go in and audit your church's finances while you have you are getting distribution. But not only that, it allows the federal government to audit the church's finances after. Mm -hmm. The money is already dis distributed. 
So 10 years after you've spent this money, the federal government can come in and audit the church and demand that the church pay back the money. Yeah. Man, you went full auto on him. I did. Like, bam, I did. bam, I did. bam, 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 yeah, bam. I did. I did. And he <laughs> never even responded to anything after that. I think maybe... He's, he's He got to go to triage. Yeah. He's like yeah. binding his wounds now. And yeah. And he's an attorney. Well, the guy's a just lawyer. because you're a lawyer doesn't no, mean you saying, actually know what you're doing. But, but know scroll down there so they yeah, can he, see this. You got to know he's full So... So, carefully studying, I have studied, and the churches will be audited, okay? And uh, so you can scroll down. His analogy about driving on the road is a non sequitur, because we know churches who take government money for playgrounds are being forced to allow non-Christians to use those facilities or pay back the government for all those funds. Now, as a lawyer, he ought to know this. Sure he does. As a lawyer, he ought to also know that when federal funding for the last 50 years has been going to churches who have food banks, the churches were not allowed to pay pray with the people who were getting the federally funded food. But here's the thing. As a man who claims to be a man of God and an attorney, Seek ye first the government and its benefits, and all these things will be added unto you. Is that, is that what the scripture says, J.C.? So where is the faith? Where is this? Separation of church and state says that the government can't have an influence on the church. But who pays the piper dictates the tune. Oh, you're on the... Oh, sorry. So here's the thing that really, really bugs me, J.C., he is covering for the fact, number one, that he's encouraging Christians to seek money from government instead of God. He's lying about the fact that there are no strings attached. Because if the government can come in and audit your church finances, and I mean all of your church finances at any given time, isn't that an, is that not a string? Can they not also, when they also demand that you pay back that money? Is that not also a string? Right. This is not free money like he's selling it. Yeah. And he, he, and he won't even answer my questions. I asked him this. I said, look, Mr. Simber, because I realized at that point that I went full on auto, <laughs> auto with him, right? I realized that. So separately, I posted this question. I said, please answer this question for me, Mr. Stenberger. So I tagged him so I knew he would see it. Do, 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 does the IRS and public school teachers... When they get their paycheck, do they call themselves employees of the people? No, they don't. They call themselves government employees. We lost the idea and the correction and attachment that American taxpayer dollars still belong to the people a long time ago. And if you study history, JC, you understand that that decline began in 1792. In 1792, Congress was already trying to use taxpayer dollars for things they weren't supposed to use them for. Which now brings me to... Yeah, Skynet, that, and that's the thing too, the Fed, the, and again, as I said, the, they don't create wealth, right? They make money that, it has no intrinsic value, obviously, wealth, wealth, wealth you're talking about something. But they create wealth but, for we other wealthy people, yeah, but not they, themselves. No, but. but they print the fiat money out of nothing. Yeah. And essentially put it in the hands 
of the globalist, and they use that to acquire wealth, right? They, that's how that's how they enable. So they don't create wealth; they enable wealth building amongst their their cronies. But when you look at that the the so-called relief bill or whatever, uh, you know, where they purchased your you sold your freedom for twelve hundred dollars. At the very end of that bill, it seems like nobody read it. Right. I don't think anybody went that far. Nobody paid attention to right. it. Right. Because you thought, oh, it's checks. First off, I think most of the, most in the conservative realm and the Republicans, they don't want to look at it, right? Because, because you can't be in a position of criticizing it because it's Trump. Trump. Right. You know, Trump's promising to send people all this money. I don't, first off, I don't think President Trump read it either. But well, I'm pretty sure that's guaranteed. So when you get down to the bottom, you will, there is, it's unbelievable the power they transferred, the, the expansion of power that they gave uh, to the Federal Reserve. And I kept hearing people say, "Oh, the Treasury took took over the Federal Reserve and took back power." Like, what are you talking about? When I read the bill, no, it's it's totally the opposite. Right. It's totally opposite. Congress Congress expanded the power of the Federal Reserve uh, through these loans, the, the loans, the small business loans and the corporate loans and all that sort of stuff. So so it's crazy. This this move ultimately empowered the Fed. It actually it expanded did. power of the Federal Reserve. I mean, that's really, that's actually, in my mind, when I look at that 800-page relief bill and you get down to those last about 30 to 40 pages and see all the stuff about the Fed, um, that to me is actually the most significant thing that happened in all of this, and the whole twelve hundred dollars, you know, the the which was cover, and then even on a certain level to see the the waste directed to the federal agencies, where it's almost yes. like we'll give you the twelve hundred dollars to distract you with that, make you happy. I think it's seventeen hundred dollars now. Whatever it is, like it, it varies depending on. Which, know. by the way, isn't the majority of Americans who are working and losing their job at this point? Right. That doesn't even cover their mortgage. Right, but you have that distraction of throwing you a bone, and then if that doesn't Crumbs work, then you have the, the distraction of you getting mad about the spending that was directed toward Congress and all the government workers. You never make it to the third section of the bill, which is about expanding power to the Federal Reserve. So. I don't think any, I've not, I've not heard that on any single, uh, which you don't watch a lot of media, but I, I haven't seen any of this come across anywhere where they're talking about all the things that happened, other, other, other than the retarded conspiracy theories that somehow, oh, man, we're, we're taking down, Trump just took down the Federal Reserve with this bill. Excuse me? Did you read it? No, you did Are not you read crazy? it. Oh, but no, wait. But it's double speak. <laughs> oh, it yeah, expanded yeah, yeah. the power, yeah, but was actually reducing. Yeah. We the have power. to expand so the power to reduce the, the power. power. Yeah, there you go. There Tr- you go. Trust the van. Trust, trust the van. Trust the van. So, uh, this is. I, I guess I'm probably off the religious rights list now for for being somebody who will work and advocate with them. Yeah, if you criticize Stimmer, right? Yeah. He's, he's the president of the um, Fl- uh, Florida Family Policy yeah. Council. So I am probably now uh, on not only on the Southern Poverty Law Center's list, yeah. but I'm also on the religious right list. Because yeah. well, and I was probably got on the religious right right list those many years ago when we when we defeated that piece of legislation that was going to give money to Christian schools tax vouchers to Christian schools. Yeah, I don't remember. Seems like Stenberger was. That group was for that at the time. I, I have no idea. I, don't I, mean, I have they, no idea. I know that the Southern uh, that the Southern Baptists were for it. Yeah, they so do. So that work. makes me think that he was. They do uh, anti-abortion work. I mean, they do a good job in that arena. 
but so a very good friend of mine crazy. said that I, I asked who Stenberger's crowd was. Who are they? And my, a very good friend of mine said that he that the crowd were the Soy Boys. Do you want to tell pictures. tell people who the Soy Boys are? I already talked about them when I did the show. So <laughs> that's the Soy Boys. The Soy Boys. So apparently, JC has always said to our children, "You are who you roll with." Right? You are who you roll with, meaning you are known by your friends. But I also believe that you're known by your enemies. So you can know who I am because the Southern Poverty Law Center hates me and the Soy Boy Preachers hate me. And so there you have it. So here's something that I thought dovetailed perfectly into this this thing about Stenberger saying they're just giving you your money back. Right? <laughs> so if you want to... IG... IG. There you go. See, that one works. Only I didn't put our little picture up there, so if you want to capture that and do that, I don't know. I do not. Okay, so here we have, are you ready? These are your tax dollars doing tyranny's work. What you have here are city workers in Clearwater, Florida, taking down the basketball nets so people won't break the rules and leave their houses. Now, this is basketball hoops... You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Go ahead. This is, you put it back up there. <laughs> These are basketball hoops that were paid for with what? Tax dollars, right? So wouldn't that mean, by Mr. Stenberger's analogy, those are our basketball hoops that they're giving back to us? Well, obviously, this is proof that what is bought with your quote-unquote money is not yours. And what they will give, they will take away at a whim. And who pays the piper dictates the tune. Yeah, see, I think that's an important point when you when you say that. Because, and, and maybe, maybe this is going to bother some people. Because the argument is, it's, it's just like he said, well, it's our money. And they're just giving it back. Uh, no. It's not your money anymore. It's your money that they took, but when they give it back, it's no longer your money. Mm -hmm. Hey, the Two Classy Gentlemen podcast hopped on to our show today. I love those guys. They have me on their show all the time. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Two Classy Gentlemen podcast. You can find them on Instagram and YouTube, Two Classy Gentlemen podcast, and they have me on the show. They've been trying to have me on the show, but... I have people trying to get me on the show, uh, lots of shows lately. I'm just so, this is just crazy. And mm -hmm. Val, Val told me to poke you. She said, how quickly are you going to put those Chris Ann Hall masks up online? Chris Ann Hall masks? Yes, masks. Oh, the they want a Chris Ann Hall mask. <laughs> what they want I a Chris Ann Hall mask. Now? Yeah. I don't know how to make a mask. No, you, they want you to put it on the t-shirt shop. Dude. Okay. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I have to like make a freaking. I have to hire some Dominicans or something to come and make. That's a, racist. Like, yeah. Now you being Cre racist. Create a sweatshop. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Hey, that's yeah. what American corporations do. You keep that's taking what, this that's away what from Nike me. and Disney and uh, Major League Baseball. They make sweatshops in Dominican Republic. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's they make T-shirts with. Well, JC, uh, you showed them your mask. You can take a, a black T-shirt, make a mask, and write ChrisAnnHall.com on it. <laughs> there you go. I'm all cool with that. I got I'll, no no I'll, proprietary I'll, I'll things. I'll look into it. You already owe some people T-shirts already, man. That. You're it's, behind the schedule. It's, it's okay. Teespring, man. It's we have to find something different. I've been trying to uh, 
uh, contact some folks and they're not they're not responding very well so you know somebody in response to the picture said uh to this picture why don't you just go play paintball at the city paintball paintball pay, play paintball <laughs> at the city council's office yeah, you, you have to social distance if you play paintball that's yeah, for sure yeah well i think the whole point is you're going to play paintball on county property no for sure yeah that i think that's really but it's really our cool. property right it is our property because it was see, paid for that, that with our tax uh, dollars. Our property. Our property. See, see, how's that working out for you? Well, the Supreme Court didn't didn't our tax dollars build the Supreme Court building? Mm-hmm. Well, the Supreme Court said that you can't even protest on their steps. Oh, but it's their our, steps. It's ours because it's bought with our money. Hey, I want to I want to introduce you guys to Giovanni. This is Giovanni. You know Giovanni? Of course. <laughs> JC knows more people than I do. You know Giovanni. I know Giovanni. I do. I absolutely know Giovanni. But Giovanni is 12 years old. And Giovanni, uh, his mother, well, I know Giovanni, but Giovanni's mom said that Giovanni loved my our, my book so much, he's read both of them, that he uh, begs to come to the church every time I have a class. And I said, well, why don't we just put, J- uh, why doesn't Giovanni just get online at libertyfirstuniversity.com? So Giovanni, a 12-year-old, brilliant young man, said he loved his book so much that his mom signed him up to learn American history, government, and constitution at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me that you can't learn if Giovanni, a 12-year-old, can learn. Now, it, our our online program is for everybody Mm -hmm. we actually have a growing jc may not know this we have a growing number of lawyers and law students who are part of libertyfirstuniversity.com because they get so sick and tired of seeing who we uh what they're being taught in the law schools what they're being taught everywhere else so don't forget, while you're stuck at home in your uh, quarantine, that it's time to learn about LibertyFirstUniversity.com. What about this one? Five tickets, 323 warnings given to boaters for violating stay-at-home order. That's in Michigan again, right? That is Michigan again. Look at this, though. Even the guys in the boat, J.C., are social distanced. How can you, how can this stuff even, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I don't think like these people do. I can't wrap my brain around some, some wildlife officer going around and giving people tickets for being in a boat and going fishing. You just speak this way. I'm more on the screen than you are. Oh. Well, you've got, i got this thing over here. All right. I'm trying to stay on the thing. It's because your chair is turned sideways. Chair. It yeah, so I'm wondering if my, if my man Jesse James got a ticket up there in Michigan. Your friend Jesse, Jesse James? Jesse James Outdoors. Follow him on IG, Jesse James Outdoors. Well, up is he the kind of guy that would want to get a, a, a ticket? Most definitely. Yeah. That's so. <sighs> Michigan. I mean... And, and again, so you can look at that a couple ways. You can look at the tickets and whatnot, but look at the fact that 
the people are out there. They're fishing. 323? First off, how did the five get tickets? Or how did 323 get warnings and five get tickets? What did the five do? They probably refused to leave. Good. Good for them. Yeah. It should have been 328 tickets. (laughs) Right. Because this is what this has to be about. We have to be about... Uh, civil disobedience. Oh, this makes me want to want to do this real quick, JC. Let's let's go. I'm always showing your your uh, Instagram up here because you make great Instagram posts. But I wanted to show. Let's go up here on this one, because this is my friend John Stemberger again. Again, and Mr. Stemberger sent out. This is actually from Mr. Stemberger's Facebook post. Yeah. And he said, Dear Christian, there's a time for principled and biblical civil disobedience. This is not that time. What's interesting is, JC, that it's like he listened to your your class, uh, the believer's duty to resist, because he used the, the Hebrew nursemaids. He used uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He used Daniel. Uh, and said those were examples of proper principled and civil disobedience, but this is not the time for that. Yeah, no, that's where I talk about that, where these guys, they they know those scriptures, and then so they'll pigeonhole it, right? And Well, if, if it's telling you to get an abortion, if it's dragging you out of your church, you know, in chains, locking the door... You know, so they take it to these extremes. Uh-huh. So this, they, it's this really narrow sort of. Uh, if if it's if it's an a, what in the world? I don't know what's happening. What are you doing? I'm messing if, things if up. If it's an extreme, <laughs> all right, get back. If it's an extreme thing, then you know they they have this list of of things you're allowed to do. Yeah. So that's how he kind of comes at it. You know, it has to be some love. But you look at uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like I said, it's it just. Eating, we're not going to eat that. Yeah, who's eating? Yeah, so, well, Rahab, Rahab engaged in civil thing. disobedience for refusing to turn over the guests to her house. Right. Yeah. And what about Gandhi? What about Gandhi. Martin Luther King? Yep. You know, they were just told you can't sit in. You have to sit in the back of the bus. They were told you have to drink from a water fountain that says "colored people." That you have to sit in certain seats. Is that not? Does that not rise to the level of civil disobedience? Because yeah, maybe he missed all of that. That's the interesting thing that people like Stimber. Because and this is the problem that I have with it. So there's all this going on, as I mentioned in the IG post. This is after, you know, your uh, pastors are getting locked up. Sending, you know, they send special ops detachment to arrest a pastor with helicopters, you know, and SWAT essentially. You got the nails being put in the driveway. You got Cuomo, you know, making a point to mock God at his press conference. Like, why is that necessary to even include that? Mm-hmm. Cuomo, Cuomo is a governor that represents many people who who are yeah who are believers, right? Unbelievers right. and believers alike. But then. He's not. He doesn't give a press conference to mock atheists, right? But he goes out of his way to mock believers, and so same thing with Stimberger. You have all of this going on. Um, you know, the churches. You can't even go sit in a parking lot by yourself in a car, listening to the preacher on the sermon while he's inside by himself without being arrested. So you have all that now. So Stimberger has no criticism for that, but right. he goes out of his way. 
I've got to criticize preachers. I've got to criticize the church. So yeah, that, yeah, that's we're what's not telling... criticizing the people who are arresting the people yeah. for preaching. You're you're criticizing the preachers for preaching. Right. Yeah. So and that's so why his, he's a soy boy. So it's it's interesting that because you know at the most you could pray and be silent. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to. Why would I have to pile on Christians and not criticize anything the government is doing? But I go out of my way. And, you know, I'm faith leader of this faith group, and I'm going to go out of my way to criticize my fellow believers. It, it's just a, it's a very, it's an odd. Well, the Bible says brother will turn against brother. Which, but that's what you days. see. That's what you see. That That's characteristic of them. That's why I have a problem with that. Well, and he doesn't even have the fortitude to even, you know, engage in a discussion with me about it. But Say a name. <laughs> Stenberger? That, that, no, no. I, no, that's where I'm at. In, oh, are you speaking in generalities, Mr. Stenberger, or you got somebody in mind? Yeah. You want to call somebody's name? Say the name. Right. You big and bad and brave behind your Facebook, say nothing. Right, right. Call somebody's name. Yeah. Tell us who you're talking about. Right. Who, who you're referring to, because we, we said your name. Right. Well, it's all about courage and virtue, which is something that... Mr. Stenberger apparently doesn't have at this point. Yeah, so you know, it's, it, and uh, again, it's a lot of a lot of these situations, not just simply religious just, liberty, but uh, uh, you know, other things. Can going I just on. mention something, JC? That that I did mention to Mr. Stenberger in my my Twitter my Twitter bomb. Um, we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights among these he didn't say these are the only ones he said among these are what life liberty and property the pursuit of happiness yeah i know that's what property is the pursuit of happiness property he says and to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just power from the consent of the governed and when any government operates contrary to these means it is the right of the people to alter or abolish. Do you know the most peaceful way to abolish a law? Civil disobedience. We will not comply. Right. That is the most peaceful way of the power of the people to abolish a law. And that's to simply say, we will not comply. And here's the thing. This is actually James Madison. I'm paraphrasing, right? James Madison, I don't remember, maybe it, was, maybe it was Thomas Paine. It was either James Madison or Thomas Paine said this. To deny the right to peaceful obstruction, to peaceful disobedience, means that the only way for the people to object is through violence when it's the last resort. Mm-hmm. So Stenberger is actually saying to us, you are not allowed to engage in civil disobedience at this time. You have to wait till it comes to the point where violent disobedience is the only option. Am I wrong? No, it's true. This is not the time. That if this is not the time. And as it keeps going, that's what you're driving, you're driving toward. Right. Is you know violent unrest? So right. Is that is that what he's recommending? Is that what we're saying here? Well, what's interesting is that Winston Churchill has a, he has a quote on this. 
and I'm going to pull it up right now just so you guys, I don't get it all wrong. Because sometimes, my, I, I have it memorized, but sometimes my brain gets messed up. Listen to this quote from Winston Churchill and think about the restriction that John Stenberger wants to put on peaceful civil disobedience. Winston Churchill says, Still, if you will not fight for the right when you can easily win without bloodshed, if you will not fight when your victory will be sure and not too costly, you may come to the moment when you will have to fight with all the odds against you and only a precarious chance of survival. There may even be a worse cause. You may have to fight when there is no hope of victory because it's better to perish than to live as a slave. The sooner you engage in peaceful civil disobedience, the quicker the, uh, you will eliminate the end of the, the, the need for other resistance. Yeah. And we, you know, and you see, this is uh, another thing about that is this is a part of our history from, mm -hmm. I mean, a continual part of our history. Right. That, that's the other crazy thing. That people like Stenberger, like, oh, this is, they act like this is some kind of radical. These people are crazy. You know, uh, the Battle of Athens, Tennessee, mm -hmm. 1946, you had veterans. Uh, Mostly, mostly World War II veterans surround um, the jail and and, and uh, local offices there because of the corruption in the political system. In fact, it paralleled it paralleled um, the Regulators' War. It, mm -hmm. Right, uh, leading up to the Revolution, the Regulators' War. Right, um, which was essentially the same the same scenario where because of the corrupt the police, the judges, um, you know. Officers getting paid to jail people mm -hmm. and all this kind of thing. It's almost the exact same scenario in the Regulators' War, which was one of the incidents that actually led to um, 1776. Mm -hmm. and, and the same thing happened in 1946 in the Battle of Athens with these World War II veterans. So it's, right. not, it's not like this is something unusual Richard uh, and crazy. Cr Richard Kramer reminded me, uh, Thomas Paine actually said, if there be trouble, let it be in my day so that my child may have peace. The Stenbergers are saying, let me have peace in my day so my children will have to fight. Right. I mean, that's that's basically the bottom line of what's going on here today. And, and so I am going to support, I am going to recommend, and I am going to endorse the civil disobedience and the protests that we are seeing in America today. Because this is the, the proper, peaceful way for a, the people to exercise their authority in the national part of the, of the Constitutional Republic that we are. This is how it's supposed to work. And to eliminate that cripples the voice of the people. Yeah. It puts us in bondage when we're supposed to be free and tells us that there is no choice but to chop off the heads of the kings. And I will never, ever accept that as the option in America until we've exhausted everything else. No, and civil disobedience has always been the, okay, I'm going to tell you one last time. Tell you right? One last time. That's, that's been the thing. Okay, Let, I'm going to tell you one more time. Mm -hmm. All right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really kind of that, 
Okay, we're trying to avoid trying to avoid violence here. Right. So I'm gonna tell you to stop one more time. I'm giving you one more chance. Yeah. That that's how it's been. Right. And so you know when then when the authorities clamp down, uh, you know, start turning the thumbscrews and they don't they don't respond to this except right. with, you know, now you you respond with force. That's when it leads to civil unrest. The next stage is civil unrest. So when you have people, people are trying to send a message to mm-hmm. their elected representatives yeah. through peaceful civil disobedience. Right. And when they don't respond, historically, the next stage has been civil unrest. And that's what people are trying to to avoid, listen to the people who elected you. Do you know, JC, that that's precisely why the rattlesnake is the symbol on the Gadsden flag? Yep. Let me read to you what Benjamin Franklin wrote about the Gadsden flag. Uh, this is actually uh, Jeff. Uh, this is Benjamin Franklin wondering why the snake was used on the Marine Corps drums and why they had the logo, Don't Tread on Me. He said, I observed on one of the drums belonging to the Marines now raising, there was a painted rattlesnake with this Modesto motto under it. I'm sorry, modest motto under it. Don't tread on me. As I know it is the custom to have some device on the arms of every country, I suppose this may have been intended for the arms of America. And as I have nothing to do with public affairs, and as my time is perfectly my own, in order to divert an idle hour, I sat down to guess what could have been intended by this uncommon device. I took care, however, to consult on this occasion a person who is acquainted with the heraldry from whom I learned that it is a rule among the learned of that science, quote, that the worthy properties of the animal in the crestborn should be considered and, quote, that the base ones cannot have been intended. He likewise informed me that the ancients considered the serpent as an emblem of wisdom and in certain attitudes of endless duration, both which circumstances I suppose may have been in, in may have been had in view. Having gained this intelligence and recollecting that countries are sometimes represented by animals peculiar to them, it occurred to me that the rattlesnake is found in no other quarter of the world besides America, and there may have been and there may have been chosen uh, on that account to represent her. But then the worldly properties of a snake, I judge, would be hard to point out. This is rather raised then suppressed my, my curiosity, and having frequently seen the rattlesnake, I ran over in my mind every property by which she was distinguished, not only from other animals, but from those of the same genus or class of animals, endeavoring to fix some meaning to each, not wholly inconsistent with the common sense. Now listen to this. I recollected that her eye excelled in brightness, that of any other animal, and that she has no eyelids. She may therefore be esteemed as an emblem of vigilance. She never begins an attack, nor when once engaged ever surrenders. She is therefore an emblem of magnanimity and true courage. As if anxious to prevent all pretensions of quarreling with her, 
the weapons with which nature has furnished her, she conceals in the roof of her mouth, so that, to those who are unacquainted with her, she appears to be a most defenseless animal, and even when those weapons are shown and extended for her defense, they appear weak and contemptible. But their wounds, however small, are decisive and fatal. Conscious of this, she never wounds until she has generously given notice, even to her enemy, and cautioned him against the danger of treading on her. Was I wrong, sir, in thinking this strong picture of the temper and conduct of America? The poison of her teeth is the necessary means of digesting her food, and that at the same time is a certain destruction for her enemies. This may be understood to intimate that those things which are destructive to our enemies may be to us not only harmless, but absolutely necessary to our existence. I confess, as I was wholly at loss what to make of the rattles, till I went back and counted them, and found them just thirteen, exactly the number of colonies united in America. And I recollected, too, that this was the only part of the snake which increased in numbers. Perhaps it might be the only, perhaps it might be only fancy, but I conceded that the painter had shown a half-formed additional rattle, which I suppose may have been intended to represent the province of Canada. Most people don't realize, J.C., that Canada was actually invited to be part of our union mm -hmm. and that they suspected that, that they would come on. Let me just go ahead and finish. He says, "'Tis curious and amazing to observe how distinct and independent each of these rattles of this animal are, and yet how firmly they are united together, so as to never be separated but by breaking them into pieces.'" One of those rattles singly is incapable of producing sound, but the ringing of the thirteen together is sufficient to alarm the boldest man living. The rattlesnake is solitary and associates with her kind only when it's necessary for their preservation. In winter, the warmth, uh, in, in winter, the warmth of a number together will preserve their lives, while singly they would probably perish. The power of fascination attributed to her by a generous construction may be understood to mean that those who consider the liberty and blessing which America affords and once come over to her never afterwards leave her but spend their lives with her. She strongly resembles America in this, that she is beautiful in youth and her beauty increases with her age. Her tongue also is blue, and forked as the lightning, and her abode is among the impenetrable rocks. hoo Yeah. So there you have it. I love that part. That, that she never, right? Never wounds until she has generously given notice to even to her enemy and cautioned him against the danger of treading on her. See, that's who we are. Thank you, Sassy Frass, for your super chat. Is that a picture of the revolutionary independence there in the little circle of Sassy Frass? Ah, uh, that's their, their little profile. Yeah, maybe they have that. 
How amazing is that story of the rattlesnake and the Gadsden flag? $100 bill. Wow, man. I know. Thank you, Sassy Frass. See? From one sassy to another. From one sassy to another. <laughs> That's funny, JC. Did you know my nickname among my girlfriends in college was Sassy? Does that um, surprise you? No. <laughs> my great-grandmother's name was Sassy. Really? Like her real name? or? Well, that's what she was called, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No step on snick. There you go. Well, I hope you've enjoyed what we have here. Let me see this down here. I hope you've enjoyed the show today, uh, the little educational bit about the flag. It is absolutely necessary for us to protest. It is absolutely necessary for us to engage in civil disobedience when the government has gone as far as it is. Absolutely necessary. And the reason they don't want you to gather is because what is necessary to us is dangerous to them. You have anything to close with, JC? You 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 knocked it out of the park. Thank you guys. It's awesome seeing all the seeing the people getting stirred up. We need to be stirred up. So. We need to be stirred up. It's time for us to get together. I'm excited about what happened in Michigan. I'm excited to see it happening all over. It's This is our day. This is our day. If not now, when? If not, if not us, then who? I can answer both of those questions, by the way. If not now, when? The when will be someday. If not us, then who? Our children. It sure. will be our children. Because liberty always deserves our greatest attention and we will give it and we'll give it now when the price is small or they'll give it later when it's bigger and that's the choice we have to make god bless you guys we will see you next time